Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, live on Facebook. Let's go. Intentional Talk Radio Network also has a text message number if you want to ask any questions or any comments. And uh, if you happen to see it in the on the Facebook Live, you can text us at 682-710-1101 at 682-710-1101. And you can also leave comments right there on the uh, Facebook Live and we'll get to them as soon as possible. So I'm excited to be here with you today. Um, you know, as we go through this, you know, and, and, and really build this up, you know, I got to give a good shout out to Keanu Williams over there, uh, as the showrunner, you know, getting us live on Facebook, getting us some more FaceTime, you know, this is, uh, this is black on black operated for us by us. If anybody knows about the nineties and FUBU, you know, that's what it was for us by us, but we're all inclusive of everybody because Everybody knows my show was about health and wealth. And what is my, what is my motto? Health and wealth of the future of my people. And who are my people? You listening to the sound of my voice right now. And I am excited to be with you for another episode of it coming right off some incredible holidays. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm excited and glad for you guys to be here. So with that being said, um, I think we're, we're ready to go ahead and continue on. Uh, I got a special guest coming on today, but I'm, I'm going to leave you in waiting for a little bit because once he chimes in, I think he's going to come in in the second half of the hour. Uh, I'll let you know who this is. Just know it's somebody that's very predominant in racing, owns his own team. And, you know, I've had an opportunity to do a little business with him on a personal level as well. So, um, definitely, definitely excited. Definitely excited. Um, and, uh, Kiana, nope. I don't hear any feedback now. It did when I opened the show, but uh, no feedback. So everybody watching live, you know, we're going to go through our technical issues as we test this thing out. Everybody knows Zoom is fickle, you know, in in its approach. But other than that, you know what? We're just going to keep this thing rolling and going. All right. So first of all, I want to talk about holidays. All right. While we wait on 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 uh, our, our special guest to chime in, you know, holidays is 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 a great time for family. And over over the course of many of our years, we all look at it differently. Some people hold on to holidays real strong, and some people, you know, kind of let their holiday traditions fade. Some in, in incorporate new holiday traditions, things of that nature. And I'm just gonna say, you do you, right? There is no right or wrong answer when it comes to the holidays, because if you really look at the history, and I'm just going to speak on holidays in the United States. If you really look at the history of holidays in the United States, you know, a lot of them were created around tragedy, right? When you think about Thanksgiving, you know, they painted as a wonderful picture of the, the pilgrims and the Native Americans, you know, sitting down, having an incredible feast, you know, uh, and, and being able to talk and come to terms with anything. I personally doubt that it was anything like that, right? Because considering that, you know, the colonizers came over to take over the land that was already inhabited and claimed it for themselves, right? Um, Valentine's Day, you know, created from a massacre, right? Even though it's all about love and it, it, it's all about being with your spouse, your significant other and loved one, 
you know, it 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 was derived from tragedy. You know, Veterans Day. We wouldn't have a Veterans Day if it wasn't for the tragedy of our veterans having to go to war to fight, you know, for rights in a country, you know, uh many people of color didn't have the rights to be a part of when they were going over there to fight. Right? So when you really look at your holidays, take that time to not just focus on the holiday and what's important about the holiday, but focus on the people surrounding the holiday, right? Focus on the people that's involved in your life. Focus on, you know, the the, the family aspect of it. You know, take the commercial part out of it. If you buy gifts, great. If you don't, great. It shouldn't be a necessity, you know, at those holiday times, you know, with birthdays and, you know, we spend a lot of money on food for Thanksgiving and, you know, we spend a lot on, you know, Christmas gifts and cards and things like that. There's nothing wrong with that, right? But the God I serve Christmas is every day, right? God I serve holidays is daily. You know, I like to call, tell people that I do I love you days, right? We just randomly get a gift. It's like, well, why did I get a gift today? Oh, just because I love me. Had nothing to do with anything else, right? It wasn't significant around an anniversary or significant around a birthday or uh, an incredible triumph that may have happened because you got great grades, you know, just because I love you. And I want you guys to kind of take that during this holiday season and, you know, start becoming a giver, not because of the season, but becoming a giver because you want to become a giver, right? A lot of people get a lot more generous around the holidays. And I enjoy it for the people that's listening to my voice is not going to just give just to be given. It's going to give because it's the holidays. I appreciate those people because those are the ones that donate to the nonprofits. Those are the ones that keep, you know, nonprofits like my, uh, soil hospitality, uh, and travel. Keep it, keep it going. You know, old school to new school where we're helping kids, which is one of the reasons why we have Jesse, uh, you know, coming on, uh, the show letter today. Um, they help kids that want to get into, uh, NASCAR racing, learn how to build their own cars. You know, uh, my BCA global nonprofit, uh, chefs going around the world, really, really just black culinary alliance helping to bring, you know, healthy items and food and, and different way to eat, you know, to the inner city communities that may not have that great access to a lot of different food. Right. And so, um, so you people that give, you know, because you want your tax write-offs, keep doing it. I'm telling you to stop. But for those of us who actually give because they have a giving heart, those of us that tithe and give offerings because of the giving heart, you know, take the commercial out of it and give just because you want to give, not because it's Christmas or it's because they're, it's their birthday or because it's an anniversary. Do that too, but give it year round. I actually learned that concept from my father. God rest his soul. You know, incredible man. My father was not a huge holiday person. And unfortunately, he passed it on to me. And, you know, I'm in a in a family of holiday consumers, right? And so a lot of times, you know, they look at me like I'm crazy over the years. It's like, why you don't buy all these gifts and stuff like that? And, you know, and it's hard to explain to them. You know, it was kind of instilled in me. But I do things throughout the year not necessarily to compensate for it, but to show that the love is still there, not just at that one time of year. <laughs> and my father, he would buy gifts throughout the, the year, right? Would I get something on Christmas? Yes. Would I get, you know, a 
big thing under the tree like most kids. No, I probably get about two or three gifts because, you know, in the summertime, you know, he saw that uh, I wanted a new pair of shoes and he's like, come on, let's go to the store. He go buy them for me. Right. Um, of course, I had good grades and I was a bit of a knucklehead, but, you know, straight A student with straight up conduct. That was kind of my story. Right. So, um, but he would, he would do that throughout the year. So when it got come Christmas time, I understood that he wasn't given this because of Christmas. He was given it because he loved me because he didn't say he loved me till he was about 83 years old. You know, he showed it, but he never said it. And he had about 83 and uh, I think it was actually about 82 when I had to make a decision. He couldn't stay in the house by himself any longer um, because of, because of a fall that he had. And, uh, you know, he, he told me he loved me because he thanked me for making the decision because I wanted to bring him to Texas. He didn't want to move to Texas. He was dead set on not moving to Texas, but he didn't want to leave his house either. And so I found a compromise where he could still keep the house. My sister lived in the house for quite a few years. And then my father went to a, um, it's not quite an assisted living because, you know, he could get up and go whenever he wanted to. He actually lived in like the, these veteran homes that, um, that, that the army suggested that he go to where he actually has a personal caregiver. Now, this is going to be a funny story. Um, you know, of it. Um, there was two things my father said to me when I gave him the opportunity to, uh, <laughs> go into this, go into this, uh, this, this, this facility, right? And, uh, I had a choice between one house and another house. And I went with the other house because there was only, there was one less person there and, uh, it was secluded. It was on a cul-de-sac, very safe area. And so it just happened to be that there were two, uh, um, two two white women that ran the house right and so uh uh in this it was around the same time you know obama become uh had been president uh had just left presidency actually and my father said man there's two things i never thought would happen in my lifetime because my father's a black man grew up in the south grew up in georgia you know uh you know he, he's the, the 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 grandson of cotton pickers and and um entrepreneurs my grandfather was an entrepreneur owned a great clean cleaning business down in georgia uh in the black community for black people and um <laughs> my father said uh there's two things i never thought would happen in my lifetime i'd ever see a black president or i'd be waited on hand and foot by two white women i, I was floored right and, and with all this racial tension that's going on these days and racial bias and everything's going on, I'm just going to give it to you straight. That's what the man said, right? And after that, he said, you know what? I love you. This is probably the best decision, you know, for me at the time because I didn't want to come to Texas because I was more than willing to bring him down here. I already, you know, made arrangements and he was like, nah. But my father also lived by himself for a long time. Like when I was born, he didn't remarry. He didn't take another woman into his life. And then when my mother passed away, um, it was just me and him. And he didn't, you know, even entertain a stepmom. You know, it was it was me and him. Um, and my brothers and sisters, most of them were already older. And then I had one sister, um, you know, my, my mother's daughter, uh, Shani, that was, you know, we got separated because we had separate fathers. So when my mother died, she had to go live with her mom, well, my mom's, you know, relatives. And I would stay with my dad because her dad had passed away too. And they wouldn't let my father take her. Right. So, um, 
So what was in, 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 in incredible about that experience is that, you know, my father taught me to be a giver, you know, and not a giver one time, but a giver multiple times. You know, it's something that becomes, you know, normal for you, right? Not just around the holiday time. You know, you love on your people on a daily basis or on a regular basis, you know? So this holiday season, you know, be sure to not so much just look at the the holiday aspect and give the holiday aspect. Look at it from a giving to give aspect. So, and, um, you know, it's, it's, it's critically important that you think in that manner. So, uh, oh, I just got word. So the special guest that I had coming on the show today is actually going to be on tonight's show, Mindful Mondays with Corliss. All right. Dr. Corliss has an incredible show. Uh, it comes on at 5 p.m. It's about an hour after the end of my show. And, um, he will be on during that show. So I'm not going to steal Dr. Corliss's thunder and explaining who Jesse is, but just know he is a Titan when it comes to racing in Xfinity. He has his own team, right? And so, um, it's, it's very, very lucrative, you know, that you tune in tonight, you know, mindful Mondays with Corliss. And with that being said, see, I'm always prepared. I had a whole lot of questions because I was going to give it to him. You know, he's building wealth. He's been a generational wealth. He, you know, originally Nigerian. He's from the DFW area, you know, and um, it's, it's, it's just going to be an incredible, incredible time. So, and uh, speaking of that in holidays, tell you a little bit about mine. I got an, a, an incredible uh, opportunity to spend four days doing Barely nothing. So I got to go up to a wonderful city by the name of Wichita Falls. If you've ever been, you know, um, I suggest that you go. Wonderful little town. Had a lot of fun. My brother had too much to drink. You know, uh, he went on the binge. Um, I'm not going to put somebody else on blast that did the same thing. I'm just going to do my little brother because that's what he would do to me. So um, <laughs> shout out to Zay Peace. Oh, you got a new video out too, man, called Cornbread. Oh, it's dope. I, you know, I, if I thought about it, I'd have put it up here and do it. But anyway, um, had an incredible time spending with, uh, you know, my family and, um, you know, just, just relaxing. Got to play, play a couple of games of heads up, which got really competitive. I got to play, you know, some dominoes with my nieces and, and realize, you know, uh, they got a long way to go and learning how to play dominoes. But it was just being together and having fun with one another that, that you know, it wasn't a, I mean, we were on our cell phones, but there wasn't a lot of work being done. Wasn't interrupted by, you know, messages and phone calls and, you know, except for the ones that people saying, you know, happy Thanksgiving, you know, that kind of thing. And uh, it was great to really just veg out. I mean, I, I normally don't do that. You know, as much as I talk about it and, you know, I go on vacation, I always request that I have one or two days when we don't do anything because, you know, uh, Mary has a tendency to, you know, book 90 things in seven days, right? Wants to do everything. And I'm like, can I just get one day not to do nothing so I don't have to sleep when I get back to my vacation, from my vacation, right? So um, it was it was an incredible time. And uh, I was supposed to go to Houston and, and got delayed 
And I got to tell you this funny story. This, this is my holiday story backup special, right? And Colette, I see that she came off mute, so you can chime in here in just a moment. So me, not knowing the city that I'm in, went for a drive and went and stopped at the store, picked up something from the store and driving. Now, you know, it's an old country town, uh, you know, and uh, dark lights, come around the road, came around a curve, and uh, I hit the curve, right? And so uh, I bounced over the curve, and next to the curb is just a bunch of, like, dirt and potholes and everything else. So I go through the dirt and potholes, and then I finally get back on the road. But then when I get on the road, my entire steering wheel is, like, 180 degrees one way, even though my wheels were straight. It was hilarious, right? And so uh, I was like, oh, do I need to call a tow truck? Can I make it home? So I started driving, and I made it back, you know, to Mara's house. And... uh <laughs> I just thought it was the, uh, the, 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 the steering. So next morning I go down to, uh, a Firestone cause it was the only place open. Everybody know Firestone charges way too much. But anyway, Firestone was the only place open. Went down to Firestone. He's like, yeah, can I get a front end alignment? Yeah. He started to do the alignment. He came back like 10 minutes later. He said, sir, let me show you something. <laughs> I done broke a ball joint. I broke a, 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 a tire rod and something else on the elbow. So four hours later at the tire shop, he finally got it fixed and we were back on the road. So, but, um, yeah, that was my holiday fiasco and fun, you know, that I had. I had an opportunity to, you know, uh, mess up Mary's car, but God bless me because we had the finances to get it done. <laughs> so, uh, but Colette, yeah, come off mute. I know you, I know you got something to say about and the holidays. You know what? We always talk about. The, the blessings and thank God and thank God it could be worse. We got to stop saying that. We got to stop saying that because as long as we have our faith and as long as we believe it won't go anywhere. We got to give it, we've got to give it to the right person. We've got to give it to the right individual. Mm -hmm. So it won't get any worse. I've had blowouts on the freeway. I've had a number of things and I'm not going to say it could be worse. I, I've learned. No, uh -uh. this is, this is what we're supposed to have. This is where we're supposed to be. So we've got to yeah. see the blessing in everything. You know what? I'm glad you said that because I did not think of it like that. It's not that it could be worse. It's exactly what it needs to be. You know, it could be different. We know that it could be different. We know that. Okay, we know that. Maybe we should be. start saying it could be better. It could be. And give it a positive better. affirmation. Yes, yes, it will get better. It will, it will get, get better. better. And I always say when someone says, how are you? I always say, I'm good. No complaints. No complaints. Why complain? Because he already knows. There's no point right. complaining because he already knows. And complaining is not going to do anything about it. It's not going to change it. It's just going to be no. a complaint. So yeah, like, that's all it's going to be. Yeah, nothing's going to change. Nothing's going to change. So we have to just deal, learn to give our attitude a, a real uh, makeover because it's all in how we look at it. It's about our own attitude. And I listen to these affirmations that I tell, told you about. It's Everything is about attitude. Everything. I don't care what it is. Everything is about attitude. It's about how you look at it, how you see it, what you put into it. 
what you put into it, that's what you're going to get out. Hmm. I'm glad you it's actually brought that it's up. It's a fact. It's simply yeah, what a fact. you put into it is what you're going to get out of it. That's Whatever right. you put into it is what you're going to get out. And you know what? It, it, it's not necessarily that uh, if you don't know that woman, you will know her soon. What's her name? Karma? <laughs> uh, you got me. I'm over thinking about somebody for real. She's she's, real. But she's real. She is she's real. real. Okay. Karma is real, honey. Don't let nobody tell you that she's not real. She is. She's the real deal. Okay. Karma is the real deal. And she yeah, is meant to be. In on you. Okay. Let's not get it twisted. She is meant to be that way. And you know what? So just, I, you know, I know for me, I'm, I'm thankful for karma sometimes, you know, because, uh, you know, you, when you, when you have those, when you have those moments of, uh, um, you know, uncertainty, right? Or I like to look at it like maybe I've done something, right? And I'm like, you know what? That's going to come back on me. Ooh, should have thought about that before I do it, you know? And then when it comes back, I'm like, yep, there she is. There she could've is. avoided that. I could have right. made a better decision. There she is. There she is. And, and <laughs> it's know? not like she's raising her ugly head. That's not it at all. That's no. not it at all. She's giving you what you gave. Yep. She's just giving you what you gave. Simple as Returning. Simple. What they call it, returning the favor. Yes. She's simply returning the favor. And she may give it to you in a slight way, but she going to give it to you. That's for sure. She oh, that's the, that a little truth. bit at a time, but she gonna give it to ya. Nobody, nobody gets past karma. Nobody walking, talking, living, or breathing, and or breathing. Nobody gets past karma. Nobody. So we should all just remember that. We should all just remember that. And everything is about attitude. This is a holiday season. And, and people are talking about the holidays. It's not going to change anybody's attitude. We used to think that during Christmas, people would have a different attitude. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. No. No. It's an individual thing. It's individual. Yeah, they have so, the same attitude. You know, it's... Oh, yes. it's yeah. <laughs> you know, no, the holidays may lighten the mood a bit. It lightens, but, that's I it. mean... You know, unless you get visited by three ghosts like Scrooge, most of the time, right. if you was a jerk before the holidays, right. you're going to be a jerk after, right? But if you was a great person before the holidays, you're going to be a great person after. Yeah. You know? And and if you are not, if you're quite the opposite, you're going to be quite the opposite. Okay? It's real simple. Definitely. It's simple. Okay. So, speaking of that, Colette, how was your holiday? I mean, ITRN, we took an entire week off. Did. You know, only thing that was planned was, you know, replays and archive shows and people coming in. So, and, and you're over there, you're in SoCal, right? Oh, you're yep. in Northern California. You're in SoCal, so, right? Mm-hmm. So, I know it never rains there, right? According to... Well, guess what? They're talking about rain this week. What? The song says it never rains in Southern California. That's right. It, it sure does. It says that. But listen, <laughs> like I tell you folks, don't listen to the hype. It's simply hype. This is predictably unpredictable. This is predictably unpredictable. You cannot predict nothing here. Nada, nothing, zilch, nothing. You cannot predict it. It's going to be something 
You just don't know what it's going to be. It's predictably unpredictable. Yeah, I believe it. I believe so, it. But, but so, so how was the how was the week off there in SoCal? The week was busy. Good again, no complaints. The week was busy, busy, and and uh, I didn't get a lot of work done, which I intended to do, but I didn't, as you can see. But uh, I, I still don't have any complaints. No complaints. Good. No complaints. So good. Uh, we've been eating Thanksgiving leftovers for four days. So now I'm past it. <laughs> I'm done. I- Hey, you know what we did? Well, it was quite a few of us. I think that it's like eight or nine. So I think they, the uh, the Thanksgiving leftovers lasted till Friday evening. And whatever was left, uh, we made, well, I can't say I made it. I'm not going to lie. I sat on the couch and watched Mary make it. Uh, made uh, Southern egg rolls. So what really? she did was, yes, all, and they were Southern egg rolls dipped in turkey gravy. Now, you know, my show is about health and wealth and eating, and sometimes you just got to have a, I'm going to have fun day. And that was some fun eating, taking the, 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 the egg roll wrappers, right? Yeah. And you take every aspect of, or not every aspect, but pretty much every aspect of leftover from the dinner. So the egg roll had some turkey in it. Um, some had some ham in it. There were greens in it. Uh, some had yams. Some had, um, uh, um, oh my God, what else? Macaroni and cheese. Put it sure. in a, it, yeah, put it in an egg roll wrapper and deep fried. And she asked me, she said, well, what kind of sauce should I make? Should I make a sweet and sour sauce? I said, no, actually, probably should just dip it in the turkey gravy. Big hit. Oh my God. Yes. I had like two. We ate them all. That's how we finished the rest of the leftovers. What? You know? Oh, yeah. It, it, it's what I like to call repurposing. That's kind of what we do. You know, as chefs, it's we like we're always trying to think of sure. yeah, a new way to eat the same food. Because be honest, most of the time we eat the same food. We just eat it different ways. Right. right. And so when you hear people say, I'm tired of something, it's like, okay, they're tired of grilled chicken, so they'll go have fried chicken. Or they'll go have roasted chicken. Or they'll go have barbecue chicken. But guess what? It's still chicken. Right. It's just right. prepared differently, right? So People, when you get tired of Thanksgiving dinner, eating it over and over again, but you don't want to waste it, you know, figure out new ways to repurpose it. And, um, you know, Mary took those egg rolls and, you know, wrapped them up and fried them perfectly golden. And everybody in the house enjoyed them. Wow. Everybody. And it tastes like Thanksgiving dinner, you know, wrapped up in an egg roll. You know, it kind of made me think of, um, you remember the movie Christmas Story? Yes. And uh, when, when when Ralphie and, and the dogs ate all the um, the Thanksgiving stuff, and they had to go out to the to the uh, the Chinese restaurant to have dinner, they had pecan duck and stuff like that. And so it made me think of this is where black people would go, you know, uh, uh, for if they had to go to a Chinese restaurant for Thanksgiving dinner, they would go there and have you know Thanksgiving egg rolls. Wow. But yeah, that might that might be something that get packaged and wrapped and sold. Because, uh, yeah, that was good. And that turkey gravy was on point. Made from the Ghibli cream. Oh, man. It was it was amazing. It was amazing. All I know is I had a great time, you know, in, in, in doing it and watching that new recipe come together. My mother was so happy. 
you know, um, that all the kids well, came you know, down. It, it was a, it, we're coming to the end of the year or we're at the end of the year. And we've got to think about how we can uh, do things differently, how we can count our blessings and how we can pivot, do some things differently, make some things anew, redo some things, repurpose some things. So I like to see it as a day, as a month to reflect and how we can start the new year off differently. Because we cannot do the same thing over and over and over every year. That gets us nowhere. As my daughter says, we're in a hamster wheel type motion. That ain't working. Yes. That ain't working. That's just not working. Yes. So we, this gives us an opportunity to change things, our attitude, our behavior, the way we do things. We just need to change things. And we need to do things a little differently. That always helps. There are a lot of people that don't like change, cannot handle change. I can handle change. I can handle change. And change is good. When you resist change, that's what isn't good, resisting change. So it's yeah. a good thing when we when we make an effort to change some things. Yep. So what can yeah, go news. wrong? What could go wrong? Making a few change. You know, change is important. Right. You know, and, and, and speaking of that, you know, for all my listeners out there, you know, when you when you have a little bit of time, you know, take some time out for some people that didn't make it to Thanksgiving or was unable to, you know, see that that day, that Thursday you know, happened. I had a great friend of mine, his, his wife's mom, you know, passed away at about five o'clock that morning on Thanksgiving day. And, um, you know, um, that was, that was pretty, that was pretty devastating because, you know, everybody looking forward to all these great things for Thanksgiving. And now, you know, for her, it's going to be a remembrance service for Thanksgiving every year because mom actually passed away on that day. Right. Um, you know, said peacefully, no, no complications or anything like that. But, um, you know, she was lost on Thanksgiving. So when, when you think about celebrating the holidays, include those people in prayer, you know, that may not have that loved one that comes around or may not, you know, have the same reverence that a lot of people have for holidays, you know, uh, Mother's Day in particularly for me is, is, is relatively tough and I do my best to, you know, work through it. You know, cause my mom died in a tragic car accident. You know, there's just certain days, you know, it's just like, uh, I don't know if I want to do today. And then somebody always reminds me that, you know, your mother's not gone. She's just not here physically. Right. And so it's always gifted me and blessed me over the years to be able to tough through those hard times when her birthday comes around in August or the anniversary of her physical body leaving this earth in March, you know, it's just, it's just a thought and then turn other things into greatness for you. Right. I mean, we lost, uh, we lost quite a few people so far, famous people, if you will, you know, what was that? Uh, Irene Cara passed away, you know, the other day, 63 years old. Um, had a friend of mine that I went to college with, um, 46 years old, passed away. You know, I saw that on Facebook a couple of days ago. And then my, my brother hit me up and I'm just like, my dude was 46 and top shape of his life. And boom, she's gone. 
So, you know, cherish those moments. You know, every day is a holiday. Don't just look to the holiday to reconnect with family. Don't just look to the holiday to want to spend that time or spend money or, or, you know, or come together, right? Every day, if that's the case, every day look at it as a holiday, Mm -hmm. right? You know, when when you think of somebody, give them a call. Don't wait and be like, oh, okay, I call them on their birthday or I call them this weekend or I call them, you know, whenever. If they come across your mind, there's a, you know, I always talk about E equals MC squared. Energy equals a uh, mass plus sound, right? It goes around. When you're thinking about somebody, most of the time they're probably thinking about you, you know, uh, um, whether it's good or bad, because that's the way the, you know, synergy works. Pick up the phone and give them a call. Right. Don't just shoot them a text. Pick up the phone and give them a call. I know we're in the texting phase. Oh, I'm sorry, for my younger people, video call them, okay? Because the young kids don't know how to pick up the phone and have a call without seeing your face, right? right? It's what it is. I've accepted it. I've learned to love it. You know, (laughs) nieces call me and be like, you could have just called me. You didn't have to see my face. I could be in the middle of, you know, uh, elbowing somebody, you know? But, but, yeah, take that time to really think about that. Go ahead, Colette. I'm sorry about that. I briefly watched a uh, video of Magic Johnson and Isaiah Thomas, and mm-hmm. it was an apology. And it was after 30 years, they had a beef, and they were able to squash it and apologize. I don't know if they apologized to each other, but they did nevertheless squash it, and they shook on it. They said we wasted 30 years. They were able mm-hmm. to come back and they both shed tears because it was 30 years wasted. They got mm-hmm. nothing out of that. They got nothing out of that. Nothing but more ill feelings. And they had to come around and they had to make amends and they had to say it was 30 years of wasted time. That's all and they it could was. have been really building. I mean, Isaiah yes. Thomas and Magic Johnson. Years. Yeah, it was 30 you, years of wasted time. I mean, they were basketball in the 80s and 90s. Exactly. You know, exactly. so it's like, I mean, the Pistons and the Lakers, just like the Bulls and the Pistons, just like Boston and the Lakers. It's like, you know these guys. And just think about the synergy they would have had, especially in business with the way Magic, you know, just catapulted in business. Um, if they would have been on the same accord when they really realized that basketball was just their job, it wasn't their, uh, uh, it wasn't who they were, right? Because the issues they had on the court, they took off the court, which had nothing to do with anything personal Absol- per se. I don't even know what the issue was. You know, it, it, do they? When you watch the rest of the documentary, you'll know. But it, 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 everything had to do, do with basketball. Know? It wasn't nothing to do forgot. with. Yeah, it had nothing to do with like, you know, like you took my woman or, yeah. you know, it was nothing like that. It was, no. it was like, I really don't like you in basketball. Yeah. And because of that, they couldn't be friends off the court. And they, they totally, both of them, because Magic just as much as fault as Isaiah, you know, a couple hard fouls and a couple stern words and some negative stuff. They could have made so much magic together. Right. In 30 years. Right. In because they're both Hall of Famers. Yes. You know, they're both in, in, in incredibly gifted athletes. Yes. They've gone on to do great things in Time business. Time wasted. Yep. 
I mean, that was time wasted. They'll never well, get that time back. Yeah, and you they know, for us as for people of color, yeah, no, you can't. And, and us people of color, we let the smallest things separate yes. us. You know, that's we let right. the the, the, we, the smallest, most right. insignificant things. That's right. Separate us from working together for greatness. You know, I learned from from one of my mentors before. I don't have to like you to work with you, right? And it took me some years to understand what he meant by that, because I was thinking I can't work with nobody I don't like because I'm an outgoing, happy person, and if I don't like you, that messes up the synergy. Right. Because if I don't like you, I'm not going to want to talk to you. I'm not going to want to work with you. I'm not going to deal with you. But really what he meant was it's not so much that I don't have to like you. I want to like you for us to do business together. But it's not a requirement. We should be able to put our emotions aside for the business. Now, they don't mean not have emotion because for a while there I had no emotion. Right. And I was I was I was uh, there was nothing phased me. Right. They thought I was losing my mind. My my brother, um, you know, committed suicide. This is probably about seven, eight years ago, committed suicide. My sister gave me a call. I was in the middle of a meeting and they were like, how are you still conducting this meeting? You just got off the phone, you know, with your brother. I was like, you know what? I need to finish this business first. And then I cried later. That's exactly what I did. I probably they had maybe about three more minutes of the meeting and I went off and cried. Right. What? Yeah, and, and what happened was is that I really didn't understand what he was telling me is that, you know, I, I, it's not that you have no emotion. You just have to be able to separate it and then well, you know what? It's interesting. With. That's interesting because a couple of weeks ago, the week before uh, Thanksgiving, I was at an event and uh, a friend passed yeah. by me and she hit me on the shoulder and I thought she was just waiting and wanted to tell me something i waved her off uh, i happened to turn around she was choking she was wow. literally choking and trying to get my attention up. i looked around and somebody had her in the highlight maneuver and all of a sudden we're converging on her because she's losing her breath she's beginning to lose consciousness we get her down on the floor i'm screaming call 911 i call 911 lady outside called 911 we're screaming beating her on the back giving her compression we're doing all these things and it was that that minute when she was calling me and i just kind of did like that and kept walking and i thought oh my god she was trying to tell me that she was choking and it just so happened that another lady saw what was going on and started with the heimlich maneuver and i thought oh my god i missed that oh my god because i'm so busy going in this direction I didn't stop for her. I didn't stop. Okay. That was terrible. That was terrible. So I, I walked her through. She called me after she left the hospital because the paramedics took her and she was fine. She was eating something and it didn't go down the right way. She was eating too much of it. Instead of taking small bites, she took big bites. And it was, yeah, yeah. And I thought, oh, my God. Oh, Lord. Oh. But you know what? We're all moving too fast. We're all trying to get too much done in a short period of time, all of us. And we, we sometimes miss it. And what if all those people hadn't been there? What if all those people hadn't been there and hadn't seen what was going on? 
and it took a guy six five wide and six five tall to grab her and push her and uh, and do that maneuver that helped her and then we had to lay her down on the ground and, and start with the compressions and beating her on the back and oh lord I thought that's what she was trying to tell me and I just did this and kept walking a lot of times oh we don't God. just pay sometimes we just don't pay attention you know yeah. we like you said we're we're, we're going so much yes. we don't recognize the little things right you know, we don't. We don't. And, and, and you know, this show is about health and wealth. And to piggyback on what you're saying, a lot of times we don't do that even in our own self and our own bodies, right? Our body will be telling us that we're tired or dehydrated or hungry or thirsty or in some kind of pain, but we're so determined that we've got to finish yeah. this job or we do, we've got I'll to get later. to this I'll level. I do it exactly. And it's like, no, your body is telling you address this now, right? Because if you don't address it now, it's only going to get worse. And I'm giving you the subtle signs, right? You know, say you have a little bit of angina, say you have a little bit of, of, of heartburn, right? And I'm going to use that as an example because this happens among a lot of, lot of men, period. You'll have a little bit of heartburn and you'll just play it off, not realizing that that heartburn is going to develop into acid reflux, right? Because of what you're eating. Right. You're putting this food in and you'll have heartburn. You take a Tums. Right. Or you'll do my Lanta or, you know, whatever to calm down that you do that for years. You just think it's heartburn. Fifteen years later, you eat something greasy and all of a sudden now your stomach is turning and you send it all back. Right. And you're like, oh, my God, what is wrong? You go to the doctor where you got acid reflux. You've been eating hot food and spicy food and food is bad for you for a long time. But your body told you 15 years ago when you didn't listen. You know, and and, and we have to slow down and listen to those things, especially in our health, but also in our lives. I mean, Colette, that was a great example. You know, the lady was tapping you not not to annoy you, but to look for assistance. And because. You know, you were in, you, and, and we all done it. This is, and I don't want you to think this is just pointing at you. I'm just using your example. We we've all do. done it. Yeah, we've all done. We've done it. I know as a parent, I've done it with a kid at least 20 times per kid, right? Where a kid's trying to tell myself, oh, look, daddy, I can do this. And I'm like, ah, you know, I'm working. You know, oh, look, I can stand on one hand and pat my head and rub my tummy. And I'm just like, so? No, I'm busy. I'm working. You know, and we don't take time to appreciate those little things, those little subtle nuances that are trying to tell us something. And what that kid was looking for was my attention, my affection, some of my time. Not so much that they are so excited that they can, you know, do those things simultaneously. It was more of, Dad, you work 12 to 15 hours a day. I just want a little attention, you know. And that's all I'm asking for. And they don't know how to say that at five, six, seven, eight years old, you know, but they know how to express it. And we don't listen to that. We'll blow it off. You know, um, my daughter today, you know, I came, I came home and, and, and she said she hates her job. Right. And I had to comfort and reassure and told her, I said, you know, for someone that says they hate their job, you keep going back doing the same job, though. 
And she kind of looked at me for a minute. I said, not only do you do the same job, you do, you've done it for different companies, you know, but it's the same job. And I said, it's not the job because you enjoy doing it. That's why you keep going back to it. Cause there's a thousand things you could do. You're a talented girl. It's a thousand things you could do, but you keep going back to that because you really do enjoy it. It's the people around you. You don't enjoy It's not the yeah, job. Right. 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 And she kind of was like, you know what? You're right. You're right. And I said, don't hate the job. I said, because it's just a stepping stone to get to where you need, where you really want to go. And the money's good. It, you know, it keeps your, you know, it, it keeps everything running for you until you really decide what you want to do going forward, you know, in life. And it, it just got me thinking that I could have just walked past her and paid no attention to her saying she hate the job. She wasn't talking to me when she said it. I happened to be walking down the hallway and she was had the bathroom door open and she said it. And I could have just walked past her, paid no attention to it. Right. You'd be like, ah, oh, you know what? That girl would be all right. And I walked past the bathroom and I walked back and I said, I said, babe, you don't hate that job. I said, that job does a lot of great things for you. I said, you're the only yeah. person I know worked for five different companies doing the exact same job. <laughs> you know, because you enjoy it. Yeah. It's like, stop denying it and stop going into work talking about, I hate this job and say, you know, right. I enjoy my position. Right. You may not like the people around you. I said, but you enjoy what you're doing. And if you really didn't like the people around you, you change the people around you. But you keep going to do that job. Yeah. And if you try something different, she'll do that for a little bit. She'll go back to doing that same job again. Because that's what she enjoys. Right? And I said, if you enjoy it, you know, just find somewhere and be happy. Stop saying you hate your job. Because it's not the job you hate. You love the job. It's the people around you. you right. Know right. And right. I could have just blow past that and pay no attention to it. And But some people just don't know the distinction. They don't know the distinction. Yeah, they don't understand. All they know is uh, when I go to work, I'm unhappy. <laughs> you know, these people get on my nerves. Right. Well, it, it, it's either you or the people. That's it. It's not the job. I promise you. There's worse jobs you could be doing where I can hear somebody, someone that is shoveling manure I could see them probably say, I hate my job, right? If you had to shovel other people's stuff, like garbage men, my hats go off the garbage men, but I could see them saying I hate the job because I got to go pick up everybody else's trash all day. That is my job, right? To to see people's, you know, dirty, everything, nasty. Uh, um, don't tie the bag up correctly so it falls out. Don't put the right stuff in the recycling bin. You know, they go through all of that. Right, now, that's right. somebody I could be like, you know what? I ain't my yeah. You know? Yeah. But in this instance, nah, most of the time it's the people you don't like. And so people just be, just be more attentive to your surroundings and to yourself and to, you know, people, you know, not only during the holidays and turn every day into a holiday. You know, stop looking for a special occasion to bless somebody or a special occasion to love on somebody or to give somebody something, right? I'm not saying not to do it on that occasion, but it's okay to give it early. Now, everybody doesn't feel the way that I feel about this. I've gone back and forth with quite a few people over the years about this, but then that's where you find a compromise. 
Me, I don't care if you give me my birthday gift six months before, six months after, day of, day before, or if you don't give me a birthday gift, just tell me happy birthday. I'm good. Just for the fact that you're thinking and concerned with me. But everybody didn't like that. People like stuff. I was watching a commercial for, for a, um, uh, an investment commercial. And I know you've probably seen it during football. Uh, they were talking about getting presents on Christmas and, um, the mom had taught one of the sons or one of the sons learned how to do investing. Right. And so he got like this, this, this whole algorithm thing so he can invest. And I think he made like, I don't know, maybe like five, six hundred dollars or something like that. Had a commercial with. And then they asked his brother, what did he get? All I got was a bike and the little boy kicked the bike. <laughs> and I was like, y'all didn't teach him to be thankful for he got the bike. He's jealous because his brother, you know, made five hundred dollars over here as opposed to celebrating with him and celebrating that you got a bike because you didn't have one before. It's like, Yes, I got this gift, but their gift is better. That's why we have to stop commercializing the holidays. Right. And you know when I saw that commercial, it was just like, oh man, that was a great opportunity, you know, for him to congratulate his brother and maybe ask his brother what he did and duplicate it as opposed to say, all I got was a bike and kick the bike. What was you going to say, Colette? And you know what else? Remember at on New Year's Day, or the day after, people want to start talking about resolutions. What are they going to do? They're going to make a resolution, New Year's resolution. It's going to last one day. And they're not going to change anything. It's going to be one day. I'm going to lose weight. No, you're not. No, you're not. I'm going to be a better person. No, you're not. No, you're not. I'm going to quit eating this. No, you're not. No, you're not. Because if you were going to do that, you would have done it. It wouldn't take Before New Year's Day. Before the resolution, Day. that's right. It wouldn't take New Year's Day. So I have I can't remember the last time I made one of those. I can't remember. Because mm-hmm. I know, for the most part, my willpower is very strong. And if I make a decision to not do something or to do something, I'm going to do it either way. So, right. and I realized that once I yeah, did no. it, when I was told that I needed to give up sweets, lose some weight, I did it. And when I did it, nobody could believe I did it because I lost 32 pounds. But when I did that, I didn't realize that, uh, I won't say that it backfired on me, but due to my age, I wasn't in a position to lose 32 pounds and it'd be okay. I began to look Uh. like, yeah, I began to look emaciated. So... That was a lot. Yeah, because I, I was I became this big. I've always been small, but I haven't always been this age. So I I needed to make some adjustments. But I I have a strong willpower, a very strong willpower. And I know if I say I'm not gonna do this, I'm not gonna do it. I gave up juices, I gave up fruit, I gave up burgers, I gave up all of those things. I haven't had a burger not in burgers. What? Eight years. I haven't wow. had a burger in eight years. Your okay. last burger was a fat burger? I'm scared. Yeah. My last burger was a fat burger. Yeah. <laughs> I just and said I that because you were in California. <laughs> yeah. I gave up meat. I gave up meat 40 years ago. You can't, you couldn't pay me to eat meat. I haven't had fruit and juices 
in eight years. I gave up all of that. I don't care because my health is more important. So the only time that I, I even backslide is during the holidays. And that's to a minimum. I don't go hog wild because I don't want I don't want the effects of it. So right. it takes it takes a commitment to one's self. And I decided to make that commitment to myself. So I don't miss it. I don't drink sodas. I don't drink juice. But what I did do, I graduated and started drinking sparkling water. I do that. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. My 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 pastor does sparkling water, and I just kind of look at him, just like, yeah. You might as well just keep drinking what? the soda. Once you give up something, <laughs> once you give it up, you realize I didn't need it to begin with. Right. Once you give it up and you do well after that, then you recognize and you go, "Hey, I didn't need it anyway." Right. I didn't need it anyway. So yeah. you know what? And down the road, I'm going to have a burger. I am going to find a fat burger and have a turkey burger. But I'm not <laughs> going to do it now. Yeah, everything I mean, in moderation. Yeah, and it's not, and I don't even like that term, everything in moderation. Uh-uh, no. Because what you shouldn't have, you shouldn't have it, whether it is in moderation or not. Like you can say alcohol. Well, in moderation, no, 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 well, how about not at all? Well, the reason I say that is because there's a lot of food out there that's considered to be healthy, right? Or is healthy for the body. But if you consume too you much of it, that. it it's can what's be unhealthy that you don't want. But even even in over consuming the healthy stuff can be detrimental, right? For instance, and uh we only got like four minutes left, but for instance, like juices, right? Fresh squeezed juice for the most part is healthy to everybody. Right. For the most part, you know, long as it's, you know, uh, I'm talking about the ones that don't have the GMOs and, all, you know, the good net. But the, see, there's too much sugar in it. Too much right. Sugar. But by health standards, because of the properties that's in it, to have one orange or one apple is good for you. Right. You just can't have five apples in that one in that one setting, you know, like okay. like with apple pie. You, you understand what I mean? So when I tell people understanding what it means to have moderation, if it's not good for you, you're 100% right. You shouldn't eat it if it's not good for you. But if it's good for you, take it in moderation still. Because if you overconsume that, it can become bad for you. Like, I was never diabetic before three or four years ago. You know, I loved my sweet tea, Right. I get diabetes and it's like, okay, I drink the sweet tea. It's going to spike my sugar straight up. I just can't have it no more. Nothing wrong with it. Steeped my own tea. It was great pure cane sugar. It didn't taste like syrup, you know, like the old Kool-Aid used to be. Wasn't like that. It was just good, you know, some tea, right? But um, because of the diabetes, I, I, I can't do it as often, you know? And pretty much, actually, I don't even drink. It's weird now that I think about it. I don't even drink sweet tea too much anymore. I might order it like once every two or three weeks you know maybe most of the time i just drink water now but the moderation is important because too much of anything can be detrimental to you absolutely and there are a bunch of vegans who think because they are vegan then everything they eat is okay wrong again if you wrong, know anything wrong, about wrong. if you know anything about foods 
that are vegan fillers, binders, and a whole bunch of sugar. So most of the vegan people that I know are sweetaholics like you would not believe. They are, <laughs> oh Lord. Okay, and they don't understand that just because it is vegan or cooked that way, it ain't good for you. Just because you consume a whole box of cookies and they're uh, some vegan cookies, they think it's good. Uh-uh, no, wrong, wrong. And that vegan food that is prepared in a store like Follow Your Heart or Whole Foods, that ain't good because it's still processed. It's not fresh. It's processed. Okay? It's prepared food. Quit fooling yourself. Get off of that. Because those people well, are fooling themselves. And yeah. they're doing the damage. Oh my goodness, we're at the top of the hour. Well, we had a good conversation today, Colette. I appreciate you chiming in today. Well, we're already so at the much. top of the hour. Thank you so much. And I hope that you will join me at the on the other show. Yes, I'll do my best. I have a uh, um, a, a meeting with my youth at five thirty, so I may be able to to chime in, you know, briefly. Good, and good, see. good. And so. don't forget, we are having our third annual a Christmas story event on December eleventh, five seven eight p.m. respectively. So it's going to be a fun time. We're going to have lots of singing, lots of kids, lots of joy. We're going to do this again. So folks, yep. be with us. Don't miss Andre's show and don't miss A Christmas Story. Yep. And guess what? I'm going to be there too. I'm going to be there. So if you like me at all, come join us. <laughs> but thank you guys. That's been today's show. Tune in every Monday, 3 p.m. Central Time, 1 p.m. out on the West Coast, 4 p.m. out on the East Coast. We'll discuss many topics in and around health and wealth. It's the future of my people and who are my people you listening to this podcast. Man, we got some great things happening at ITRN, uh, uh, radio.com. Christmas party coming, Christmas show presentation coming up. Please join us on December 11th and, and have in, an incredible, incredible time, uh, enjoying life, enjoying the holidays and, you know, be a giver to give, not because it's a uh, centered around the holiday. I appreciate you. I love you. See you next week. Have a good evening, have a good afternoon, have a very good day, and thank you for joining us. This is the Intentional Talk Radio Network. We will see you this afternoon at 5 for Mindful Mondays. Have a good evening.